0: I knew I wanted to do my own thing. I just didn't know if I would A, have the guts to do it, and B, exactly what it would be. But I knew I was going to get ready for it regardless.
1: Elise Caro went from a solid job in finance to fitness franchise owner, turning profit in the first month and rallying her local communities. How did she make the perfect sweat fix? I'm Kristen Livingston with Bentley University, and this is how I made it. a kid in Wakefield, Massachusetts. She grew up as just one of the guys.
0: I grew up in one of those neighborhoods that's just full of kids. And it was mostly boys. So what did little boys do? Most of the time they play a lot of sports. And I wanted to like be one of those little boys playing football and basketball. So I wanted to fit right in. So I was right there with them. Basketball was definitely my favorite sport. I would spend hours in my basement. We didn't really have a A basketball hoop at that time yet but i would spend hours in my basement even in the winter just dribbling
1: elise isn't sure if it was growing up with boys or a competitive family like her older brother who was a big hometown football player but while her friends were at the beach elise was at basketball camp she craved the competitiveness as a team everyone pulling their weight working together for a common goal and she found that on the bentley basketball court
0: When you first came into the team and you're like a freshman and you're doing preseason workouts, your eyes just like light up. When Coach Stevens walks onto a court, she's a legend. She's up there with Gina Auriemma and all the best coaches of all time. When she walks into the court, there's this energy that you just can't describe. So it could be the games were awesome. But even the practices, there was an energy, there was a level of expectation that you just knew and felt like you were part of something. And I felt like when I got to Bentley, I was like, this is what I've been working for. Like I found my home with a bunch of people that had a similar mindset, coaching staff that had a similar determination and focus and discipline. I just felt finally that like I found my spot.
1: Until she hit her sophomore
0: year. Um, about three games in, three or four games and I tore my first ACL. Yeah, not fun for anybody who's ever torn an ACL. I feel bad for everyone whenever I see it. Um, so I redshirted. So I was able to stay for a fifth year though and get my master's in accounting. Um, Along the process, I ended up tearing my other ACL. Yep, so that was definitely not fun. But being on that team and also dealing with the hurdles of the injuries, it was a huge learning experience and definitely kind of shaped who I am today. Um, And definitely changed changed the directory of, I think, where I would have went.
1: Elise graduated with her MBA from Bentley in 2012. She went from 24-7 basketball to a big four, KPMG. After three and a half years of digging into all of the numbers, learning how the company ticked, watching Planet Fitness go public, she headed a Vistaprint in Waltham. But less than a year later, she got a text. There was a storefront for rent in her hometown.
0: I was always, I feel like, looking for something. Like, I would work, what, 60 hours a week at KPMG, but I would still get up at 4.30 and go teach a 5 a.m. boot camp. So while I was grinding away at accounting and doing this, I was always having a side hustle. I knew I wanted to do my own thing. I just didn't know if I would A, have the guts to do it, and B, exactly what it would be. I knew I loved working with people. I knew I was competitive enough, disciplined enough, hardworking enough to make my own thing work. But would I ever have the chance? I wasn't sure. But I knew I was going to get ready for it regardless.
1: Regardless of anything, she had decided she was going to start a fitness studio
0: so I would take any classes I could. I would do all the certifications. I would write business plans. I would call studios across the country. They probably thought I was crazy. I might've been a little bit. And I do. I would just ask them like, hey, I'd love to pick your brain. I wanna, you, it looks like your company is doing awesome via Instagram, like that's what I'd see. What worked for you? What was tough for you? Like, how did you start this? And some people were awesome and they'd pick up the phone and they'd give me a call and give me 30 minutes of their day. And they probably thought this girl's never going to do this. But like, I'm still going to talk to her and give her a couple insights. I kind of was just waiting, like waiting for the opportunity. And if it ever came up, maybe I would be able to take a chance on myself. But I wanted to be ready if it ever happened.
1: Elisa saved enough so that when it was time to hit the ground running, she could do it all on her own as the sole investor. She made sure she had a safety net of about ten thousand dollars for wear and tear and the usual panic moments of starting a new business.
0: So I got a text about a space which I helped this woman who had this space that we're sitting in right now do a boot camp. So she was like not using the space at 5:30 a.m. during the week, and I thought that's crazy. I'll come and do it. Like let's use the space, and I would run boot camps here. Um, eventually, she decided to go another direction. Um, and she texted me one day and she's like, I'm going to get rid of my personal training studio. Do you want it? I looked at my job. It was, I loved Vistaprint. They were great people. But I knew there was something missing. I knew if I sat at that job and something happened health-wise, which something eventually did, which we can get into a little bit, but I knew I wouldn't have been happy just settling. So I quit my job and I opened SweatFix in four weeks. So signed a lease. We got into this space. And at four weeks, meaning the logo, the trademark, the website, the insurance, the instructors, the workout, I needed to come up with a workout. (laughs) Um, I drove down to Water Rower. I carried a rower out of their headquarters, put it together and put it next to my Christmas tree and started making up workouts. So I got in and then on January 14th, we opened the first Sweat Fix with no investors, no partners. Everyone thought I was crazy, including my parents who thought I was leaving this, this great career that I went to school for, um, for a very oversaturated fitness market with a workout that nobody's ever seen before soul cycle changed the game nobody did spin the way that they did everyone was used to the old school spin style just like everyone's used to the old school row style so when it came down to it i wanted to open a company that nobody's ever seen before and when i started doing different things on the rowers that's what i kind of obviously we're not soul cycle they're amazing but like that's kind of what i wanted to like i want to like switch up the game a little bit i want to change what people think of when they think of rowing and fitness studios.
1: Elise and I are sitting in her Wakefield studio on the floor between about a dozen water rowers, and I ask her, what makes this unique?
0: So at Sweat Fix, we're all about low-impact, high-intensity workouts. I thought I was this in-shape, ex-college basketball player, and I was humbled. When you row for the first time, you were super humbled. It is very tough, but at the same time, there's so many things that I thought we could do with it that people weren't. And making it into this fun workout that's accessible for everyone. And you put that with strength and you're onto something. But this is this workout, you see somebody's face light up as soon as they're done, they're like, what just happened? And then you get addicted, cause you see numbers and you'll start to like see your goal times and you're, at the same time you're competing with everyone else in the room, or you might be doing a partner job where you and me are partners and we're gonna try to beat her and her group. And it's just fun.
1: Franchising was pretty organic for Elise. She'd go for a walk through a downtown area, grab a coffee, go to the brewery, visit other fitness studios, and get a feel for the community. In Arlington, she saw a for-lease sign and grabbed the location. It happened again in Southie, in Beverly, and then in Amesbury.
0: The first week I actually opened this one, somebody came in and asked where the other franchises were. And I was laughing to myself. I'm like, we just came up with this like three weeks ago. Like, this just came to, like, came to life.
1: Three years in and sweat fixes in five locations throughout Massachusetts with 40 plus employees.
0: Beyond her own
1: capital and commitment, Elise has also been super collaborative in the community.
0: So I'm all about raising other females and other business owners up with me. I think a rising tide definitely lifts all ships. Um, But this market was super saturated. It was super competitive when I came in. Um, we came in and we wanted to collaborate with the yoga studios, with the spin studios. So we'll do sweat crawls almost every month where we'll reach out to a, like a local studio in town and we'll do a flip-flop workout where we all end at a brewery and we all get to hang out. I think that's another way that we create community and it's, it's spread because we're very inclusive.
1: Another secret to Elisa's success has been monthly karma fix classes, where 100% of the proceeds go to a charity of the month chosen by a member of the studio. When Elise
0: and I spoke, they had just finished raising money for pancreatic cancer. So my mom had pancreatic cancer. She got it about six years ago and actually survived. So she was five years. All her markers were clean. Everything was, was completely normal. Um, my mom, my entire life, had never worked out. So she got up to about 220 pounds at one point. Um, but when I opened Sweat Fix, something changed. She loves Sweat picks, and I think it was because of the community. So she would come here six days a week. Somebody that we couldn't beg to just walk around the lake was now coming here six days a week, doubling. She was 160 pounds of just muscle, um, living her best life as strong as she could. And then one day she got a cold. She didn't feel that good. And within a couple months, um, she passed away.
1: There's a big picture of Elise and her mom on the wall of the studio, both looking like total bosses.
0: Look at that picture and you think she's worked out forever. She rode 10,000 meters by herself to raise money for breast cancer when we did that one year. Yeah, so it's really cool and something that definitely means a lot to me. And we're going to definitely keep doing.
1: Karma Fix has also raised money for polycystic kidney disease, which Elise has. Right now, Elise, the picture of health, the face of a fitness studio, has kidneys double the size of yours and mine. They're filled with cysts, and as of now, PKD is incurable.
0: So they just keep getting bigger and bigger to the size of footballs, and you lose function in them. So a little over a year and a half ago, I have a hernia, I still do, and I went into the doctors to just, they do a CAT scan, they want to just check out the hernia. And I remember being on the treadmill when I got that phone call. Um, She said, yep, you have a hernia. And I'm like, I know. She's like, but we found something else. And that's that found something out moment where you just like, everything gets like drained from your body. Um, I remember just, I, would, I think I started crying before she even said what it was. Cause you just are like, oh God, what did they find? Um, my dad actually had it. So as soon as she said, there's cysts all over your kidneys I knew exactly what it was. It took me a year to process and even tell anybody. Like my family, other than my dad and my mom didn't know. My grandparents didn't know, my cousins didn't know. Um, A couple people at Sweatpix knew, but I didn't want to be seen as this, like, wounded person that needed help, and I wanted to just keep moving forward, and, like, I felt great, and I was passionate, but that's what I meant about when I was sitting at my desk. If I found out that something happened, um, would I be happy sitting there at Vistaprint? And the answer was definitely no. But the fact that I had this, and I had this community, I taught that same day that I found out. And I walked into the studio, and surrounded by all these people, they have no idea what I just found out, but just their energy. I was like, thank God I took a chance on myself.
1: Now, Sweat Fix raises money for PKD every year. Elise's dad had his kidney transplant years ago, and Elise has some advice for anyone who's out there idling, waiting to take a chance on themselves.
0: And I think a lot of people wait for that, like, red carpet moment. Where everything's going to be perfect, where their money amount's going to be perfect, the business plan's going to be perfect, the spot's going to be perfect, like the relationship's perfect, but that's it's never going to happen. So everyone's waiting for that, like, all right, now's the time, here's the light, like I should do it, but it's never going to happen like that. So I always tell people to start now, start researching now, start going out, taking classes now, no matter what field it is, doesn't even have to be finished, start doing your research, start networking, start putting your business plan together, because what if? You get a text one day and it's, they want to know in a week, if you're going to do this now, you're going to do all your research in a week No, So I tell people definitely to start now and then just take a chance on the. Be confident in yourself as much as you are for other people.
1: How I Made It is produced by me, Kristen Livingston from Bentley University. Special thanks to Isabel Bader, Caroline Cruz, Jenna Floster, Molly McKinnon, and Terry Cronin. Without whom this podcast wouldn't exist. To hear more episodes, visit Bentley.edu slash how I made it. And to share your story of making it, send us a note at how made it at Bentley.edu. To meet Elise and hit up a class, visit sweatfix.com. That's S-W-E-A-T-F-I-X-X.com. We'll see you next time.
0: So I, when I can watch TV, because I'm I'm kind of busy. But when I watch TV, I do have like the guilty pleasure of like the challenge on MTV. I think I actually sent in a video to Survivor. I like would love to be on one of those. So yeah, one day.